Hello, everyone. This is Dave Kerrigan bringing you another episode in the podcast series for NFP's Venture in Innovation podcast series. Uh, for those who may not be aware, uh, the NFP Venture and Innovation area oversees two key functions for NFP. One is the NFP Innovation Lab, established uh, over the last year to help source innovation in the areas of fintech, HR tech, and insure tech. And the reasons for doing this is to make sure that the uh, professionals who work at NFP on behalf of the 50,000 corporate clients they represent are up to date on the latest and greatest innovations that are out there in those spaces, whether they be tools that can be used in-house within NFP to streamline processes or whether it is a more client-facing solution that uh, they need to be aware of to roll out for their employer clients. And then, of course, the NFP Venture Fund established also in the last year a $30 million fund to help stimulate uh, growth in the areas of fintech, HR tech, and insure tech. And of course, NFP has a hand in the distribution and subject matter expertise for these organizations. So a natural fit and a natural rollout for this industry and to further demonstrate NFP's thought leadership in this space. I am very pleased to be joined today uh, by Shannon Shaw, who is the Head of Growth and Partnerships at Catapult Health. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you, Dave. Pleasure to be here. Now, did I get that title correct? The types of things you oversee? Let's make sure I do that right, first and foremost. Yes, I think in any of these kind of innovative niche companies, we all wear a thousand hats, but I'll, I'll own those two today. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Well, we'll put uh, Chief Bottle Washer on yeah. there as well. Okay. <laughs> uh, in full disclosure and fairness, Shannon and I actually met for the first time today, yeah. and I realized I wanted to have uh, an opportunity for Catapult Health to participate in the podcast series. We will be inviting them shortly to, to join the NFP Innovation Lab because we have not yet done that. Uh, and then that, of course, will create the profile that powers the searchable database that uh, brings these really cool solutions to, to bear for the NFP consultants and their clients. So why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and yeah. about Catapult Health. Wonderful. Well, thanks, Dave. Again, it's a pleasure to be here and, and participating in the Innovation Lab discussions and look forward to future ones there as well. A um, little bit about myself, uh, Shannon Shaw. I lead our sales and um, strategic partnerships. Been in the industry about 15 years in the kind of broad health management space. Started with my CEO right out of school working at his wellness company a company called winninghabits.com. Oh, no kidding. One of the first online wellness solutions out there. And I always laugh because when I started with him, I was on the account management side before I moved to the dark side of sales. And <laughs> we spent a lot of time with our groups talking about what is wellness, why wellness. We'd launch a health risk assessment, collect the data, stew over it. And we'd always come back to the table and people would snicker a little bit because the data didn't always match what they were seeing in the claims experience. So David ended up selling winning habits and had a five-year non-compete. And when he re-entered the market, that's he he brought catapult health to the space. And Excellent. I followed him over there. Exciting. Yeah. And how long have you been with Catapult Health now? So almost seven years. And oh, wow. they've been in business about almost eight. So kept in close touch with David. And when he was ready to start the sales efforts, had an actual product, which we'll get to in a moment. <laughs> um, I went over to join him to really lead those efforts. Great. So uh, I would say you're not the standard form. A lot of the companies, as a matter of fact, we did a podcast recently with an organization that's been in business for one year. 
And right. so brand new out of the gate. Here's another one, Catapult Health. Yeah. Eight years into it. Yes, I always joke. I say that we're we're on our second round of startup efforts. So we started as a regional partner, and then we went national two years ago. So in a way, in, you are a in startup. In a way, then. we are a okay. startup. Yeah, because it's been a totally different um, adventure, as everyone knows, who goes from a regional player to a, a national player. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, back when you were a regional player, where regionally? Let's start with that. Yeah. So our model's pretty unique. Um, Catapult. We are actually a provider. Uh, medical provider. Mm -hmm. So we're delivering um, preventive care at the work site. We're the only partner in the country that can do diagnostic lab work immediately on site, which I'll, I can elaborate on further. And we couple that with medical history, depression screening, and utilize nurse practitioners to immediately go over the results. So we're basically bringing preventive care into the office space and helping fight those barriers that we've heard about today. Sure. So when we started regionally, as you can imagine, being a medical practice, there's a lot of regulations, a lot of laws, and it's a complex model because we're still going on site. So we're still sending people out who represent the company and we don't use contractors. So we had to build this infrastructure. So we started regionally and um, we're very fortunate that we work with um, a lot of the Blue Cross plans throughout the country, other carriers in different manners. But, you know, we wanted to start in Texas, which our headquarters is in Dallas. So in our own backyard and figure this out. And then we grew into Oklahoma and Louisiana and New Mexico. And once we knew we had a solid solution, we were ready to expand nationally. And that's when we rolled out um, our national solution in um, 2016. And since 2016, what changes have occurred? So starting with this kind yes. of regional play, right. clinical Absolutely. work that you do on site at the employer. Yes, Is that right? yeah. exactly. So there's nothing risky about what you're doing here. Right. Guys. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And now we're going to bring it national. Yeah. So <gasps> gulp, right? Yeah. Well, and being in growth and development, we had to, if we were going to get from, you know, the level we were to, to the bigger footprint that we needed to have. And we saw that we were making an impact on diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, and depression. So it was time. Um, so the biggest factor would be back when we had the regional model, we actually sent our clinicians, which are nurse practitioners, on site. So the patients get the lab work done. They get their results immediately. We couple it with all those great things, and the nurse practitioners would sit face-to-face -face and go over the results. Well, as you can imagine, you send out a certain amount of nurse practitioners. What if your first two patients are critical risk? There's a backup from there on out, right? which then it becomes an unpleasant patient experience and we're not con conquering the barriers of what you experience when you go to the doctor, like we heard today. Sure. People wait 45, 50 minutes just to see someone. And not to mention, I mean, if you're going to have a situation where you're doing an on-site sort of a evaluation, yes. there's a lot of things that can go wrong. And even if it's a smooth thing, if there's a backup, a delay, right. automatically the event is a failure because folks say I had to wait longer. And and we are all about customer experience. Right. And, and then and of that course could, that could just kill us. So yes. and then of course the fact that there's like I said, the first two people you see are critical. Right. You have to address that. We That's work, why you're in business. Yes, we work with a lot of public entities, right. manufacturing. We even do services for hospital systems. And wow. I mean, they could do it in-house. But the efficiency of our model is what's so appealing. So flash forward, we realize that, you know, the, the nurse practitioner is the most important component of what we do, but it has to be more scalable. So we decided to build our own proprietary video conference platform. Interesting. 
So we built our own system that allows us to show the nurse practitioner, show the patient's report, create an action plan, do an audio recap. So consolidating that visit, but also we have our video conference centers where we have nurse practitioner staff. So if we do get a high risk patient, we have others to back it up. So we don't have that kind of uh, clog, if you will. Sure. And it allows us from a licensing standpoint, credentialing and all those complexities, it's allowed us to streamline it because they're all licensed in Texas and then they each possess licenses where the patient sits. Right. So it allows us to be more efficient in how we deliver the service. And frankly, having that video conference model, it allowed us to mark up the patient's results. It allows us to do that audio recap and action plan that I just mentioned. So it's a better service. Now, asking kind of the other side of the coin for a minute. Sure. What was the impetus about creating or on creating the your own network or your own platform for doing this versus partnering right. with some sort of a telehealth service that could do this for you and saying we've teamed up with, you know, yeah. name the provider. Why, why why do it yourself? Why um not? so I think all of us in the industry, um, we had all been in different spaces, so wellness or disease management, some in the clinical side and we knew the complexities of sometimes partnering and, and figuring out the direction that we wanted to go. Um, we knew that we needed to be able to show the nurse practitioner and have them be engaging because we were going to have a lot of clients that this would be a change for. Mm -hmm. But we also needed to be able to show the report and results. So there were a lot of unique factors. And when we weighed the options, there wasn't any other partner that could really do what we envisioned. So we decided to build it ourselves. Got it. Now, it's interesting that you say that, though, because Catapult, we always say that we're a foot wide and mile deep. We are only focused on prevention. And there are, as you know better than anyone, yes. hundreds of niche vendors out there that are so phenomenal. So our mantra at Catapult is identify risk immediately, which we can do because we are we have exclusivity on the only portable lab device in the country. Engage the patient right away by having that nurse practitioner go over their results. And then three, connecting patients to the next point of care. Which it wouldn't work without that. Absolutely. So we are obligated to collect all of the great programs and resources made available to this member, even at their site, mm -hmm. down to that. And our nurse practitioners actually review those programs and make recommendations on which ones to enroll. So when I think about you said, you know, did you create it? No. And there is no offense to the, the telemedicine providers. They've created an incredible system. And it's so powerful when our nurse practitioners can say, listen, what we just did, you have that benefit anytime. And it's easier than what we just did. Right. So you need to use it. And we help drive engagement in all these other programs. And that's why all these other incredible partners out there want to collaborate with like us. Like the tip of the spear. You know, yeah. You kind of yeah. drive it in and say, We okay, don't want to yeah. become anything else other than what we are. We want to be the best at connecting patients back to care. And that includes their on-site clinics, near-site clinics, and their primary care providers. We secure EFACS results in one to four hours. Wow. And if they don't have them, let us help you find an in-network resource. Or let us connect you back to your health advocacy program that can help you navigate those waters. Yes. Well, there's a lot of questions that I have about how we can kind of unpack this from here. But I guess I'll start with this. Sure. When you talk about the the different types of tests that you can do, yeah. give us a flavor of the types of, of things that you can cover with this portable lab device. And yeah. I think I want to ask about that as well. Yeah. How do you... How do you 
<laughs> secure it, exclusivity <laughs> to a portable lab device. I work miracles. Just kidding. It's my CEO. <laughs> okay, bottle washer, miracle yeah, yeah. worker. I yes, get it. Okay. Exactly. So, um, okay, so the portable lab device is called the Abaxis Piccolo Express. When uh, David Mitchell, my CEO, re-entered the market, part of why he created Catapult was it was right around the time of the Affordable Care Act when it was becoming clear members were not utilizing their preventive care benefits. Mm -hmm. Coupled with that, people weren't getting their lab work done because it was being outsourced. It was inconvenient. You had to go down the hall or somewhere else. So he wanted to solve for all of those things. And one of the first things was, can you do lab work like Quest, like LabCorp, like the hospitals, but do it before the patient gets away? So it's actual lab work, not biometric screening, which can have a, a variability. Yes. And the answer was yes. So the Abaxis Piccolo Express is the only portable blood chemistry analyzer in the country. Fun fact, technology was originally created by NASA because they needed a way to do lab work in space and radio back with physicians for accurate treatment. Interesting. And they primarily focused on the veterinary side of the market. Really? They weren't really pursuing the medical. So when David um, started working with them, he asked for an exclusivity, and we have that in place. So when you ask about the types of tests, the device is incredible. It can do, I think it's something like 32 different CLIA wave panels. However, going back to us being foot wide and a mile deep, we're looking at population health and prevention. So we really focus on that standard lipid panel glucose, and then we also perform A1C on known diabetics. Got it. Outside of that, we're collecting blood pressure, height, weight, abdominal. But one of the most important things I feel like we do is we collect a medical history while the lab's processing. So like that clipboard at your doctor's office, not the health risk assessment. And within that, we are um, assessing depression. We're using the PHQ-2 and PHQ-9 industry standard questionnaires. So we're collecting all that data right away. And um, we launched depression screening a year ago, and that's probably been one of the most impactful enhancements I've seen in my almost seven years at Cal. Wow. Fascinating. Yes. Okay. Where to take it from here? Uh, let's talk about, I guess we'll talk about a couple things. One is your, your clients are employers, but how do you get there? That'll yeah. be one question. And then the other part of it is knowing that you know data is is king the, he, he or she who has the data has the the keys to the kingdom uh this data you're collecting mm -hmm. is technically your own as and a then, medical provider right yeah, we've got laws around that and then how do you if if an employer wants mm -hmm. how do you share it or integrate it into a data warehouse or something yeah. that an employer wants they want this data because this is good information good leading information on you know, conditions and condition management in some cases. So Absolutely. So I'm going to start with that and then back up to sure. the channels if that's okay. Perfect. So yes, you are correct. We work with employers throughout the country. Our smallest client has a hundred lives. Our largest client has 180,000. Wow. We work from, you know, small privately held companies all the way with state entities, public sector, manufacturing, hospital systems, professional services, you name it. The only one we haven't found a solution for are trucking companies. Hard to get them in clusters. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, we work with these employers. And going back to kind of two things, one, that identify risk, engage the patient, connect them to the next point of care, um, and then being that foot wide, mile deep. We made a commitment seven years ago when I started that we were going to be the most data-friendly organization in the country and that we were not going to charge for data feeds. It is critical that these other partners, if we are going to be a niche partner, 
we want to support the other niche partners. We want to support the carriers who are doing their best to integrate, the consulting firms who are trying to take this in and do the analytics. Anyone that wants the data that's HIPAA compliant, signs the proper agreements, and the employer allows, we will share that data. It's critical that we do that. So, I mean, we send, we have one partner that we work with where we send 20 different data feeds at different frequencies to all their different partners. That's crazy. For those who might not know the the CD <laughs> underbelly of this space, and sadly, I'm afraid I do, uh, the, the fees tacked on to any data feed. We could be charging probably $30,000, $40,000 just for those fees. Exactly. But we choose not to. And not only that, but in my past life, the, the frequency of this, the best I could get was monthly. When I tried for right. daily or weekly, it was like I, I just talked crazy right. talk or something. So let's talk about no fees is, is remarkable in and yeah. of itself. How about the frequency of it? Yeah. So it really depends on what's going to be best for that partner. So going back to that example where we have about 20 different feeds that we do, mm -hmm. um, you know, with, with the carriers, typically we're sending data within 48 hours following an event. So it's a constant streamline. Some of them we may, may send nightly critical risk patient files. So anyone that we identified and had to get to urgent care, we might send them to the carrier within the next day. With some of the partners, there's um, a, a pre a DPP program that we partner with on multiple clients. They want the data within 24 hours because they know our nurse practitioners are telling eligible patients, this is a program you need to enroll in. Mm -hmm. So they want it as soon as possible because if that person doesn't call that same day, they can call them the next day. So they're getting hit like this. You don't lose the member. And we've seen incredible engagement rates. So let's talk about that. Yeah. The engagement you've seen with that model. Because it yes. is a key model. What's happening is you're striking while the iron's hot. You've, you've taken the blood. You've got results. You've gathered the history while they're waiting for the results. You've got a, a engaged individual employee yes. in front of you. Right. And... With that nurse practitioner saying, here's what you need to do. I assume there's an education on the health plan and other benefits the employer has to say, you are this, that, the other thing. Here are the programs that the yeah. health plan or employer has. You got it. Perfect. So, yeah. so we're sitting there. And I mean, a lot of times, Dave, as you know, um, and it still shocks me to this day. I mean, we still are getting patients that come in that we're telling them for the first time they're diabetic or that we're telling them for the first time that they have hypertension. A lot of times we're saying you're pre-diabetic. What's that mean? And we're not sugarcoating it. We're not saying, oh, you need to stop drinking soda. We're saying, hey, you know, this is the precursor to, to diabetes. But the good news is you have not fallen off that cliff. So today I want to work with you on the steps we can take to slowly start pulling you back. And guess what? You have a DPP program, a diabetes prevention program that is such a great fit for you. And here's the information and how you enroll. Can I, can I get you to commit that this is an action you're going to take? Yes. Great. I'm putting it in your action plan. So it appears on the screen in the action plan. Also, is it okay with you that I send your data? We already have permission through the consent, but I'm going to send it over and they'll reach out to you as well. And when you do, when they do, you'll know why. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not that. It connects it, connects the two. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, I just, I like to use the terms wake up call and hand holding. We're delivering a wake-up call and then we're doing the hand-holding because as much as we try to empower members with information, it's information overload. And when you find out something's wrong with you, it's ugh, everything goes out the window. So we're giving them a concise plan on what to do and holding their hand to get there. Gotcha. 
Uh, I, I do want to get to the customer and how this works, how yes. you get to the employer, but I want to ask this question first. The frequency of this, you know, when I worked in the employee benefits mm -hmm. side years ago, it was a once a year biometric screening. And I know this is not a biometric screening. This right. is a kind of detailed, you know, panel for you to mention lipid and other things. Um, and it happened once a year. Right. So for your clients, yes. how does it work? Can they do more than once a year? Does it make sense to do more than once a year? Can they do it once every other year? Like, what do you see from your clients? We work with the client on that. I would say 99.9% .9 of our clients, it's a yearly event. And there's not any need for any more intervention. Because here's an important part. We are not trying to replace the PCP. We are trying to get people connected and established. So... You know, year over year, we're coming back and we're getting those new hires or those late adopters or those that heard something positive, you know, word of mouth. Or maybe we get those high risk patients that they might be working with a specialist, but they're not getting that overall care. Mm -hmm. And so those are the types of people we see. But we work very closely with the consulting partners and anyone involved in the strategy on what's going to make sense for that population. And if it is, you know, every other year, great. It's doing something. Right. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll talk about clients. So when you reach a client, yes, there's lots of different ways to do it. You know, going directly to an mm -hmm. employer, working through the benefit professional, uh, right. working through the health plan, combination of all three. Right. How does Catapult Health do business? How do you reach your customers? Right. Sorry, I'm kind of chuckling over <laughs> here. So, um, I, I hope this doesn't make me sound lazy, but um, we prefer to work through our consulting partners and the health plans. Um, going employer direct, um, it's just not an efficient model anymore. You know, they invest in their partners like yourself and the health plans to help them navigate those waters. So it's my goal and my team's goal to ensure that we're building relationships with the health plans and with the consultants in the markets to help them understand the benefit we can bring and the differentiators, and we're getting the introductions that way. Um, with the health plans, I will share that you know we have um, a national relationship with many of the Blue Cross Blue Shield plans throughout the country. Um, we have a bit of a unique setup there, and um, we've serviced over about 650 Blue Cross clients. Amazing. Just, and most of those are in the past couple of years since we've expanded nationally. In that so. past two years, you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We understand there's a lot of groups out there with split business and we have ways to accommodate that, that which is fantastic. So, yes. so that was going to be my next question, yeah. actually. Yeah. So, you know, the Blues and some of the other partners that have split business, we have ways to accommodate that um, that allows for one solution across the board. And everyone has played nice in the sandbox. And what about the carve out situation? So if you have the Blues who have, you know, the diabetes prevention programs yeah. embedded in the health plan offering. Yeah. Um, we're sharing data. So. And then you have those employers that say, you know what, we're going to carve it out and we're going to use, you know, name your, your, yeah. your, your vendor, whether then it's we'll a well doc them. or a Livongo or whomever it is. Yep. You can then say, well, yeah, we can share data with them. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the one thing that we're very, uh, very firm on is that, you know, we're going to share data with anyone the employer wants us to. Because and, and at no cost, again, which at, yeah, is amazing know, to know, me a little bit. I know. Yeah. Sometimes people are, you know, they're pinching themselves. They're like, okay, where's the catch? And and there's not. I mean, I lived, I lived in the other life where we did charge for data feeds. And it just always felt so wrong because that data needs to be shared. And we're capturing the most accurate data in the most timely manner. 
let's get it over to these partners so that they can react more quickly. Amazing. So. Uh, with that, let's talk about uh, what you've seen in the past two years. So we knew about the, we know about the genesis of the organization, mm -hmm. and then two years ago, after stepping from Texas to Oklahoma to Louisiana to New Mexico, yeah. you then made the leap into yeah. the great national. the great national. Yeah. And what have what is the what have the past two years been like for you as the <laughs> kind of head of, of growth at <laughs> Catapult Health? your team, the challenges you face. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, um, well, I can share that I spend about 50 plus percent of my time on the road oh. <laughs> out meeting with our partners and meeting with large employers that my team has been able to introduce catapult to and really working together. Um, I have built, I'm biased, but I've built an incredible team and it's very interesting because our team is aligned with specific health plan and um, or blue plan, I should say specifically, and consulting partners throughout the country. So it's not just geography. Mm -hmm. We've taken a very different approach and it's very relationship based, um, which which sounds cliche. But at this point, the market is saturated. You know better than anyone. There are hundreds of companies out there. And I mean, we heard some of the most amazing ones today that I would have never thought of, right? So it's got to be relationship-based where, you know, they are ingrained and they become part of that, that organization that's mm -hmm. taking them out. And it's worked very successfully for us. Of course, we went national in 2016 and we had some growing pains, right? You know, there was kind of twofold. One, we started announcing it in January of 2016. So we missed the sales cycle for 2016, <laughs> right? And it, do, do you see this rolled out at open enrollment typically? Um, we do not like to have the clinics during open enrollment, but it gets announced. And we're starting to see throughout the year. So many people are moving away from open enrollment because it's just so much going on. I, I agree that in some cases you shouldn't. And I'm sorry to have taken you off your, your, no, your no, response but I, there. And but I, I always ask when the employers say open enrollment, I'm like, do you have to? Because it Y'all are a stress case. There, the Texan came out, the y'all. But you're you're a stress case. You know, let's do it off cycle. You know, again, it's contingent upon what their program, how their program's designed. So mm -hmm. we'll do whatever we need to. But um, we're, you know, we used to be, you know, business would be here, and then you come September, October, November, and it would peak. We can't function like that. You know, we have, we we don't use contractors. So we've got this incredible team of on-site clinical staff and nurse practitioners. So we had to figure it out. And it's been incredible. 2017, I got a little better. And this year, it's pretty much evened out. Beautiful. It is. It's it's great. I'm, I'm very excited about that. But um, we got to maintain that. So we've got to grow it, but help keep it level. But we're seeing employers being more willing to, to do it kind of off that fall cycle. But in the past, that's all the, the only time you did it. Excellent. Uh, just for the listeners, uh, for the listeners' understanding, uh, Shannon and I are at, attending an event uh, uh, in in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, for NFP. Uh -huh. And when she's referencing these speakers, we're listening to some amazing, amazing speakers today. And if folks are listening to the podcast, they're like, "Wonder where they are." Well, now you know, folks. This is where we are. Okay. Uh, two more questions for me. Yeah. One is we've we've taken from the start to 2016, the expansion nationally 2018. Where do you see this going in the next? two, three, five years. Yeah. So, um, we've only scratched the surface and I will tell you, um, you know, I'm, I'm passionate and our entire organization is like our mission is empower individuals to improve their health. 
and we have done a great job at that. But there is so much more, I think, that we can do um, to enhance our checkup and, and elaborate on the data we're capturing and information. Um, I don't know if I can put this out there nationally, but I guess I'm about to. But for example, we're going to be um, doing some really incredible things with pharmacy data in an effort to help prevent the opioid crisis. Love it. Good well, for let you. me rephrase that. I can't prevent the opioid crisis. It's happened. It's but how can we, yes, make an play impact? Play your role, exactly. Because there's a, you know, our, our thing is prevention. Those people that have already hit, you know, the crisis mode, that's not something that we're here to do. But boy, if we get a patient that innocently comes in that's taking a pain prescription and doesn't even know what could happen, it's going to feel really good to be able to have that intervention and get them connected to the next point of care, just like we do with depression. So those Amazing. are the two things I'm extremely passionate about. And I think that those are going to be our key drivers to growth, given the mental health and opioid crisis. Excellent. And last question, knowing that you have multiple channels to market and you prefer going through the benefit consultant and the health plan, uh -huh. uh, and also knowing with a previous conversation, much of the business is through health plan. What is the best way for an NFP uh, you know, consultant in the field yeah. who's doing this work to reach you or one of the employers who are listening to this podcast, how do they I'm engage I'm going to make it super simple. My name is Shannon, S-H-A-N-N-O-N. And my email is Shannon at catapulthealth.com. One word. Easy as can be. Easy as can be. And if you can reach me, then I can get you connected with the most appropriate resource within our organization. Fantastic. Do you want to see a cell address, social security number, anything yeah. else? No, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What's in it for me? No. <laughs> Excellent. Well, this has been great, Shannon. Thank you so much for joining Thank me you. today. This has been wonderful. Thank you. I'm glad you were able to do this on such short notice. Uh, I think that that will do it. Uh, I want to thank again our guest today, Shannon Shaw from Catapult Health, uh, doing really impactful work in this space, and we certainly wish you the very best. Thank you very much. Appreciate the opportunity. Pleasure. Right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening today. If you like what you heard and you'd like to learn more about the NFP Innovation Lab and Venture Fund, please go to innovationlab.nfp.com.